This is Coasting, the theme park podcast from NerdOD. On today's show, we take a look at the park dubbed as UK's Disneyland, more news on Pokemon coming to Universal, plus we look at the closed and forgotten rides of Alton Towers. Hello and welcome to Coasting, the podcast all about theme parks, rides and attractions from around the world from NerdOD. We are your roller hosts, Dan. And I'm Reg. And as always, let's kick off the show by getting on track with the latest news. So, first news, which is actually a bit of an update on something we discussed last week. Um, So, uh, a week or so ago, Universal Studios Japan announced that they are in partnership with the Pokemon Company to bring Pokemon-themed attractions shall we say mm. not necessarily rides but some collaboration to their parks um and we sort of we discussed how we're not convinced that that equals rides mm. mainly based on that they've got a habit of doing this in universal studios japan with um like anime and similar attractions where they bring them in on a limited basis they like take over a ride or they have a walkthrough um so obviously we didn't expect to hear anything particularly quick, but um, within a week of this announcement, um, Universal Studios Japan has announced that they're launching a brand new parade and Pokemon are going to be featured. So that was, uh, well, I think they announced it last week. I can imagine this has been in the works for a while then. They've just kept it quiet, maybe for some reason. Yeah. I think while, while I've been eyeing out who's actually going to be in the parade and how this new parade is going to take over, because parades are a huge thing, aren't they, in theme parks? So they need yeah, to make absolutely. sure that it's it's definitely all lined out before they actually release any information. Yeah, you, you, you have two minds of parades. You either, this is amazing, I need to see it, and you need to line up like 45 minutes before the parade starts, or you take the opportunity to go on the rides while there's no queues. Yep, and I would definitely say depending on where you are is exactly where that, that falls into play. If you like it, Universal or Disney, 100% have a look at the parade if you've not seen it before. Mm. But if you're in the likes of when we went to Port Aventura, in, I knew you were going to mention Port Aventura. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I would, I would happily just run and go on the rides again instead of wasting my time watching that parade. But it was a Sesame Street parade for some of it, wasn't it? Though, and we 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 had one of the most entertaining moments of our entire holidays, and that was when uh, was it Elmo? Was it Grover? I think it was Grover, it right? Was, it was Bert. Bert, oh, it was Bert, Bert yeah. Bert, yeah. Bert was dabbing. Dabbed and nearly, but nearly, nearly over-dabbed. <laughs> he did a proper deep dab, and he, he nearly went over the side of the, the ride vehicle. It was, uh, yeah, it's pretty entertaining. Go and watch our video on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash nerdod. But, um, yeah, we're getting distracted here. Um, yeah, so the new parade, we, it's going to be... I mean, most of the things are already in the in the park. Um, it's going to be minions. It's going to be Sing characters, which um, I think Japan and Beijing are the only two parks that have got a Sing attraction. Um, yes. There's going to be Peanuts, Snoopy, the, the likes, uh, Sesame Street, and Hello Kitty, um, and then obviously Pokemon. Have you ever seen? Um, they have every year. They have Pokemon Day in Japan, and especially in Yokohama. Um, they have this big Pokemon Day celebration, and I'm sure I've sent you videos of this before. But they 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 get about I mean fifty to a hundred uh, people turn up in big either inflatable uh, P- Pikachu costumes or you know proper decent ones. But they just it's an entire army of Pikachu's all dancing to uh to the Pokemon theme song, and it's just it's a sight to behold. I just I hope that they replicate that. Osaka need that. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, that would be entertaining, but judging from the press release, I think we're going to get just a lot more. Um, oh, wow. Than, okay. Than that. Um, so the, the parade itself is actually called the No Limit Parade, mm-hmm. um, which I do, which is inclusive of everyone. Um, and it's going to be going through various styles of, of decades of music. Um, they've said all the way from 60s rock to modern electronic dance. So we can see Pokemon going from like ZZ Top all the way through to the likes of like Moby or Cascada or Perfume. This is a, this is in Japan, Reg. I don't think they're going to be putting Cascada on. <laughs> I mean, I'd hope not. For some reason, I couldn't get any dance people in my head, and I was like, I know, I know dance. Yeah, get, get some, get get some Yes Attack in the Cataran, or get some Perfume, and uh, and that I'll, I'll be there. I will definitely be there. There you go. Excellent. So I I think it's going to be awesome. If if any the big parks pull them off a hundred percent all the time, so I've got a feeling this is going to be an incredible parade. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just the, the the thing that makes me curious is like is you know is this about the the limit? No pun intended, because the parade's called No Limit. Uh, the limit of what we're going to see with Pokemon or. Like at the no. moment, I, it's looking like what I was saying last week is is going to be right, where it's just they're just going to bring them in for, you know, little things. But is there going to be an actual Pokemon attraction? Um, still nothing more about that, unfortunately, uh, other than that it is a long term partnership promised to immerse guests in the world of Pokemon with innovative technology and creativity, which to me just sounds like a parade, a walkthrough, and a Pokemon Go collaboration. Yeah, I mean, we might get a, a reskin of a ride for, for for a while with like the virtual reality, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, seeing how it's starting off, I I don't think it's going to be like an addition to the park like Donkey Kong Land. No, they kind of don't going to get anything huge. No, there's not going to be anything huge. I think until Donkey Kong Land opens. It feels yeah. like there's, you know, uh, so I think if there are any new rides, it's going to be a, a way away. In other news, so this is something that that I'm constantly, I, because Google learns what you like and what websites you look at and things like that, whenever I go onto my Google homepage, obviously it suggests you news stories. And I can I can count on maybe if I had 10 hands, I still wouldn't have enough. The amount of times I see a news story from all sorts of different websites and newspapers and things saying uh, the UK's Disneyland coming soon yeah and I just hate that phrase I know exactly what it is every time I see it it's the London Resort which so the London Resort for those who don't know is it's a, a new theme park that they're going to be potentially hopefully probably building on um, on a peninsula down uh, near London Um and there's been all sorts of problems about it. I mean, it looks in in theory, it looks amazing. Okay, the mm. the all the um the the planning and the artwork and you know, um it it looks like there's going to be an awful lot there. They've they've got two parks planned. They've got a gigantic hotel with like three and a half thousand rooms. The you know a shopping district, everything that you would expect from uh you know universal and city walks type thing they're trying to replicate in the uk um so it sounds i mean it sounds very optimistic hopefully they pull it off but there's been all the reason it's sort of constantly in the news and still hasn't broken ground is because it's um it's on an environmentally um protected uh area and there's been lots of 
protests well or at least people writing their local mp saying don't build this here because you know you're gonna have to rehouse all the ducks and stuff um mm. and if, apparently that's all been ironed out to the government's satisfaction and they can hopefully break ground in 2022 but um there's been a bit of an update in terms of um sort of we still don't know what is going to be there other than there's supposed to be four or five different ips involved um supposedly uh paramount are involved um which uh, they've pulled out oh okay the latest they... news story i saw was this because there was supposed to be a big star uh, star trek land planned but... yeah so they they were originally going to be sort of owner in, in akin to the likes of you know universal and disney it was going to be london paramount entertainment resort oh well yeah originally called. absolutely it was going to be paramount um, park wasn't it yeah and then it sort of dwindled a bit due to all the all the issues and backlash that were coming paramount sort of pulled a little bit further back mm. and then eventually completely pulled out the project like oh, okay so they've even lost the ips now yeah so it's now going to be all original um lands so to speak okay um, yeah we've on. still got supposedly involvement from bbc itv and um ardman who do wallace and gromit and the likes and they've just announced earlier this year as well um that they're going to be doing a dinosaur themed base camp um, yeah which sounds awesome because they're going to have a triple launch roller coaster um which is going to be amazing uh it goes up to about 70 mile an hour i think it was um, and it's based on the i'm going to get the dinosaur name wrong because it's been a while since i think i remember it it was the the quetzal coatless or quetzal coatless reg you've got a three-year-old surely you know all about dinosaurs if it's not a raptor or a, di- or a t-rex to be fair there's not really <laughs> a great deal that, uh, fair that i know about <laughs> it does look like they've sort of They'd had all these grand plans of all these different. Um, I mean, this maybe while it was paramount to be like, right, let's have Star Wars, let's have I don't know, you know, loads of different yeah. IPs. So and now they've just gone. Be let's Mission go generic. Yeah, generic starport. Let's have generic jungle, generic dinosaur land. <laughs> yeah. So. so basically, they've done this. I think they're going to still crack on with the whole idea of what they were going to do. Yeah. But they're just going to have to reskin the or take off the official license thing. So yeah, so it will be you know instead of Star Trek, it'll be Star Walking. <laughs> so like <laughs> Star Journey, that, yeah, that type of thing. So, but at the same time, it could be good because your property will never go out of style or yeah. out of out of fashion. So it's it's a nice and aspect. Like we were talking the other week about Jumanji. Mm. It's great. Too late, <laughs> but. This, it's not going to have any issues like that now. It's just going to be very generic and you can keep swapping and changing. And when they do spark deals off, they'll be able to, you know, retheme rides and that sort of stuff come through. So I think it's it's good in that aspect. I don't think you can yeah. have the big, the big names to pull in people like you would do, you know, like Universal have Harry Potter or, you know, Disney obviously got Mickey and stuff like that. They haven't got anything now to be like, oh my God, I can't wait to go on that Mission Impossible ride that's not there. You no, know, but even like... like- Doctor Who or some rubbish from BBC. There's there's an awful lot of rides that have opened in the last five to ten years that though they've really tried to rely on IPs. You know there there are parks like you know like the Vaulton Towers and whatnot who do open sort of they've opened you know roller coasters that have got no tie in. But then 
they've relied on CBBs and they've relied on Gangster Granny. Blackpool has, has already got a, um, a Wallace and Gromit ride and things like that. So I, I feel like theme parks are, I mean, may, maybe there's, I mean, I'm sure that there are, there's research on this that says, look, even a, the, the most average ride can be saved by um, having an IP attached to it. So I, I'm not sure that they, and plus, I, I guess maybe even the, the money, whether they get investments from these people or whether they have to pay for them, I'm not sure. Maybe it's a cost-saving thing. Maybe they're like, if mm. we don't have to pay Paramount for Star Trek, then we can spend a lot more on the theme park. But it's dangerous. For a, for a new park, there's not a lot of new theme parks that have opened in the last sort of, 10, 15 years that have been incredibly successful. Do you remember the Hard Rock theme park? I think it was in New Orleans. Um and it built, you know, it, it opened from scratch. It wasn't an old park that they um, they did up. It was brand new. They a couple of roller coasters, a water ride, you know, a load of fairground type rides, and no one went. Um, and it was, you know, it just it died, and then it got flooded, so they just never reopened it again. But even without that flood, it it had already just completely fallen apart. People people tend to go to what they know, so this brand spanking new theme park i feel like it's gonna have to have something really special to drag people to it but that that's where ip saves it mm. so i don't know how that's gonna go if they don't if they don't try and uh, get these deals back yeah i think we're in a way we're going to be saved because we don't really have anything huge over here so I think it's going to be nice to actually, uh, you know, we've got Alton Towers Thought Park, you know, to a lesser extent, Chessington and stuff. Um, but having something of this scale... But there's a reason that they we've put not Disneyland had. in France. Now, granted, I... So they built it near Paris because they were looking, you know, what country do we build this in? And the UK was an option, but they decided the UK was no good because it was, um, it, it wouldn't, it'd be too seasonal. You know, it wouldn't be able to open in... in the winter and all sorts of stuff so yeah. not that france is that much better but um they wanted somewhere you know nice and central for everyone from around europe to be able to get to um so i don't yeah i don't i don't know it doesn't this doesn't feel like it's going to drag people from abroad it's going to be you know a, a uk sort of um destination i guess uk holiday destination maybe yeah mm. i'm not i'm not i'm not convinced I'm hoping it's not going to be a massive flop. It's nice to have, like you say, another no. park. I mean, we've we've all done the for, for UK people like me, me and you. We we we've done the likes of Flamingo Land, and uh, me and Shell went to Drayton Manor, and a bunch of other parks, and none of them have got quite got that same level of, I guess, quality as some of the Merlin parks. So it would be nice to see, like you say, yeah, to see something definitely. built from scratch, brand new, that is just ready to go and amazing. I just, I'm not so sure this is going to reach the levels they think it will. Maybe I'm just being negative. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I am. but yeah. <laughs> I think it will to begin with, but it's not going to have a long haul stay to it. I don't think. Like you said, there's when you think I need to go somewhere, like the, the brand or the IP comes first. Like, like, oh, I can't wait to go visit, you know, the London Resort when you come to London. People don't come to London to go in a theme park. They come to do the sightseeing destination tour. So it's it's all relying on ourselves that are going to be going over 
to to have mm. a look at it like but you will go to the and lights of florida to go do disney or universal yeah. or you know six flags like, it's south of london isn't it as well so it is the majority of the country is sort of you've got the i guess the uh the barrier of having to get in or around london to get to it like when we go to um we always think oh well thought park chessington uh they're all sort of london area but they're way before you hit London, so you can get to them from the northwest in like three hours, which is not entirely unreasonable. Um, whereas this, when you when you add that extra trip around the M25 on, you're talking another sort of couple of an hour and a half, couple of hours to get to yeah. it. So it starts to be a bit more out of reach for the northern part of the country. Yeah, you hundred percent need to well. stay over if we're gonna go there there's not a chance you can do mm, that well come back at back. least they've got three and a half thousand hotel rooms mm, very true <laughs> mm. <laughs> but there's going to be two parks as well there's going to be a water park um six in fact i don't know whether this this article isn't clear but it says there's going to be two parks whether that is one theme park and one uh, water park mm. but they they expect the first park to open by 2024 which is incredibly optimistic as that's coming it's so fine if they're not going to be cracking on with work <laughs> no, next, no. until next year we've got two years yeah. to actually go in and do it that's that's ridiculous especially for the size of it as well mm. it there's no chance like i know they're going to be doing the first gate 2024 and the second one in 2029 wasn't it's what they were expecting to do yeah. but there's no chance that's easily going to get pushed back to at least 20 26 maybe 2025 2026 there's no way they're going to open that up in three years it's a hell of a lot of work no, to do i'd be very surprised hell of a lot of work to do yeah that's just great yeah and it, it's it sounds like we're just being very negative against this i just i would love to see this succeed yeah because like it, it looks like a you know an arms of adventure quality theme park i would love to have a a theme park that will have the feel of a foreign theme park because the UK mm. theme parks are great but again due to like height restrictions and that sort of stuff like you always feel like it, you're not getting your full bang for your buck whereas yeah I think this due to the sheer scale and size and what they've got planned I think you will get like a really spectacular feeling when you're inside it like the feeling that you're in a you know a big theme park like a outstanding place to be like the excitement mm. I think will buzz around and I don't get that from the UK parks for the the big part of it and i think it's due to the fact that you know the rides never really look that tall they have to do a lot of engineering to try and make sure like like so you know um oblivion for example sake instead of having like the yeah. you know go even higher they just dig it. To stay under the tree yeah line. they have to stay under the tree line that sort of stuff it's like yeah. you know you you miss part of the aspect of going oh my god look at the size of that yeah but is it i mean maybe it is the scale because you're right, the, the only park that sort of is allowed um at least big park that is allowed to just build whatever they like in terms of height is something like thought park but thought park is so tiny yeah that it just doesn't like you say doesn't have that feel of scale when we went to um port aventura port aventura can i mean again they can build whatever they're like red force the um the, the stealth alike right it's just i mean it's insane the height of it the it was it. yeah front row on um, that was insanely good just yeah just an amazing experience but it is the sort of the scale of it i remember you know getting there and you, you guys just being like okay yeah this 
I'm I'm feeling Florida. I'm actually feeling a little bit of Florida here. Mm. Exactly, yeah. And it's great because you walk in, you've got the mascots everywhere. You know, you've got you, you mm. can't see one end to land to the other to be like, right, okay. You know, you've got a you know it's going to be a full day park, and that that's yeah. the fun in it. Whereas our parks, you know, unless you go a weekend, you can easily box off most attractions before dinner. <laughs> yeah, but but is it is it just because we've been to them so much that that's that's how we feel now? Uh, no, Thought Park easily. First time we went, we we did all the rides in like the morning because it is so small and it wasn't busy because we mm. went in the week. So you need something big like this where you like I can spend all day here and hopefully come back the next day because you missed out on stuff because there's going to be so much stuff to do. True. I don't think I've ever been to uh, any of the Florida parks or Port Aventura or anything like that or Disneyland Paris where I've done the day and I've gone right. I'm happy now. I'm always like, yeah, we need to go back for at least another half a day. I want to go on that again. I want to do this again. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, I think you might you might be right. You might be right. Um, okay, well, talking of uh, Alton Towers, uh, this is a new segment that we are going to be calling. You you named it, Reg. Go on, you do the honours. Derailed. Derailed. And essentially, we're going to be looking at occasionally um, closed down, defunct rides at some of our favourite theme parks around the world. You know, some parks open a ride and it's there for 15 20 years and then in the case of uh, the incredible hulk roller coaster let's see universal studios were like we really like this ride but it's old now so let's just pull it apart tear it apart and rebuild it <laughs> brick by brick track by track and they just recreated the exact same ride because it is so good and people love it that much yep. some theme parks just go right this is old let's get rid and let's just build something new um alton towers i think is one of the worst ones for this <laughs> because when you go down this list um i think you'd be surprised at how many rides that they've sort of closed down and replaced um so i mean in terms of let's go backwards so wicker man is the latest big ride at Alton towers and that sits right on the um on the the old uh location of the flume the log flume yeah which was there for i mean since i remember so it's got to be at least sort of 25 30 years um back when it when I remember first going, it used to be just a straightforward sitting in a log, log flume. Um, but then as you go into the forest, there were giant dinosaur statues. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, for, for no for reason. reason absolutely no reason. I'd love to know the idea for where that came from. Did they just be like, shit, yep. we've got some of these like spare dinosaurs from Drayton Manor or somewhere. Like, tell you what, let's, uh, let, let's pull these in and just stick them here. Because the, yeah. they've never had a dinosaur-themed attraction, as far as I'm aware. There was. So it, when it op- opened as oh, a theme dinosaur park, land. Sorry, 19, yeah, Dinosaur Land was basically just that. It was just like a walkthrough with not even animatronic dinosaurs, just dinosaur statues. Oh, there you go. That's, what, that's um, where, where they were from then. Yeah, yeah. So, they, so that closed as a land in 19, uh, 1983, so two years later. Um <laughs> And they were over where the black hole was. Um, so they then moved them into the forest. They were clearly like, we spent a lot of money on these dinosaurs. Let's put them to some use. Just a nice little <laughs> Easter egg, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. And I wish they'd kept at least one there, but unfortunately not. Yeah, that um, would have been amazing when they're going yeah. around in the ducks. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, yeah, exactly. So it used, used to be nothing to do with ducks. Then um, they got sponsored by Imperial Leather, who are a British soap company. 
uh, and suddenly they turned the the logs into bathtubs and they put uh, ducks everywhere and you know squirting water at you and all sorts of stuff um and then i think imperial leather even dropped their sponsorship but they just kept that uh overlay for it until it closed a few years ago for for wickerman to be built it also had um, one of the catchiest theme tunes for when you're just walking around a ride yeah, as don't well even, don't don't start reg it'll be stuck in my head thank you there you go and a great little quiz when you're queuing even though <laughs> the queue was never big quiz. enough to stop it was always it was like it was all these duck related questions as you go around it's great. <laughs> it was i loved it yeah um it. now in terms of water rides as well there is another water ride that i know of at least four versions of this ride they keep they, they over the years they've just never been satisfied with it so they keep changing it Do you know what i'm talking about uh, I don't think so. I'm talking about Around the World in 80 Days, Toyland Tours, oh, Charlie in the right. Chocolate Factory, yeah, sorry. The Orphan awesome Dungeon. For some reason, <laughs> I completely forgot all that existed after yeah. Toyland Tours. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it's a shame. When, that when that... I used to go as a kid, it was um, it, it was Around the World in 80 Days. Yeah. And not that I remember much about it, but I, I remember it being that. And then they turned it into Toyland Tours, which uh, was amazing. You know, it was, it was amazing because it had Sonic the Hedgehog on it. Mm-hmm. There was a, a Mega Drive section. You went into this this one room, and there was all these TV screens just showing Sega games everywhere, and then a gigantic Sonic the Hedgehog standing on top of a Mega Drive, waving his finger like he does at the uh, in the in the opening logo. Yeah, it was amazing. And then, yeah, and then they tore all that out. And changed it to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which was a. F- I mean, the the fun thing about the Charlie and Chocolate Factory ride was that it had the boat ride where you actually, you know, so that ties in with the film and the book because you know you've got the the actual ride from that. Um, and then it would end, and you would get out, and you would get into the Great Glass Elevator, and it was it was a very bizarre um, sort of concept for a ride. It was just. A, a glass elevator as, as, as you'd expect but it was on some sort of moving platform so it would move a little bit up a little bit down a little bit left a little bit right but then all the walls were tv screens so it was a very it was weird it was it didn't quite work very well because unless you were looking dead straight on as you flew through the factory and out the roof and all that it just was a little bit disorientating because the the screens would go into corners. It wasn't even like a curved screen. It was just these literally four screens. Yeah. So it was very bizarre. <laughs> but it was a nice little addition. It's what always made me... It's what made the ride that, though, because just seeing if you could remain standing as the lift was moving, I just always remember <laughs> nearly falling over and just laughing so hard at it. It was just great. Yeah. Really had, had fun times on that one, to be fair. Yeah. But now it's gone, and it's been replaced by a paid attraction, which is the Alton Dungeon, um, which is essentially a carbon copy of um, every other dungeon attraction that is in the UK, the Edinburgh Dungeon, the York Dungeon, the London Dungeon. Uh, apart from, it's got the boat ride still, um, but it's it's just, you know, they, they've the one thing they've never changed is the actual boat ride. It is exactly the same path since day one when it opened, uh, when around the world in 80 days open it's just the theming that's changed 
um you know when you go through like a torture chamber and you see people getting hanged it's all the normal grim dungeon stuff um and then once you're off that you go into the the normal um dungeon if you've ever been on one it's just a it's actors sort of um telling you stories about the the plague and all sorts of stuff throughout history um now in terms of rides that do you remember the thunder looper yeah i only remember going there twice and it being there and one year it just disappeared and i had no idea why it turns out it was because of the tree line rule so alton towers you're not allowed to build higher than the tree line um and this was quite a tall ride and it was just one of those standard um rides shoots you off around a loop up a, a hill stops at the top of the hill and then goes backwards back through the loop and then back up another hill and then back into the station um, that that was my first proper big roller coaster um that i went on when i was old enough to actually like get on big big roller coasters yeah um i remember i didn't want to do it at all i wanted to do the nemesis and my dad was laughing so hard so my dad only ever took us to um alton towers twice um because he had like an accident with his back so he couldn't go anymore but he was really excited to go the first time because he really wanted to do the thunder looper Mm. um and the beast as well um next to that so the beast like, which was all basically the black hole just not in the dome yeah it was almost exactly the same so i wanted to go on the beast he wanted to go on the thunder looper but i had to go with my dad to try and get past the people because i was just slightly under um so my dad was like i'll take you on it if you come on the thunder looper with me and i'm like nah <laughs> and i remember nearly having a breakdown on the way in because I, the same as we'll go into this probably in another another pod but i've got a fear of the pirate ships right okay right Be- because of the bar isn't it i just feel like i'm always going to come out um and the thunder looper was the same it was just like hey here's a bar in front of you it's going to come not all the way and lock you in it's just going to be there for you to hold on to if you need it and that was all you had and i just remember going like no like no and then I was saying to my dad, I don't want to die today. I really want to go on the beast. And my dad's like, you're not going to die. Calm down. It's all right. And my brother was just like, nope, I'm not even getting involved in this. I'm going off. Mom will hold the bags. And I was like, oh, God. And I just remember, like, just like from my dad will say, he's still got the nail marks in his hand from, like, me really, really. I was about, I must have been about 10, 11 at the time and i was just like i'm, I'm gonna die on this and then when we so, first started going around the, the first loop i just remember literally putting my face in my dad's chest to be like <laughs> i can't watch this and then i come off it and was like that was amazing can we do it again and my dad was like i'm not queuing up for an hour to get back on that again <laughs> so let's go do the beast and i was like oh. it lasts 12 seconds graham <laughs> yeah but i just remember I've, not my, liking it at all but my story's it. similar in that i reckon i was about the same age or at least the same height because i was i was well i don't know whether i was too short for it or just about right but um i went and queued for the thunder looper and and i was like i'm not gonna get on not gonna get on and they let me on and then the black hole which is the next ride we'll talk about was exactly the same height restriction and I sort of, I'd just been on Thunder Looper, so I marched up and I was like, you know, a bit of swagger in my step going, yeah, I can go on the big roller coaster now. And they were like, you're too short. I'm <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm just the guy at the other ones just measured me. I mean, I didn't argue back. I was like 11. But 
I remember being so disappointed I couldn't go on the black hole, but I could go on the Thunderlooper, which was weird to me because one goes upside down yeah. and the other one really doesn't. No. <laughs> uh, it's just so yeah, the, the, the couple of years later we went back and I was finally I got to go on the black hole. And then they closed it. And I mean the the, the black hole was a very very standard uh in the dark roller coaster. Um, just in it, and it it goes it goes to show the sort of the expense that Alton Towers don't go to with a lot of rides. It was just a big tent. Um, yeah, <laughs> I remember it used to be this green and yellow circus tent um, with the ride inside. And granted, you know, sunlight didn't get in, so it was dark. But that was it, basically, wasn't it? It was just a standard sort of, um, you know, to in fact, was it? It was you sat in a row. You sat in a in a column didn't you you didn't sit next to anyone no it was, it was like, like a log flume sort of layout yes yep yeah um and then they closed that uh and replaced it with smiler so you know i mean the the, the impressive thing with smiler that i've always thought is how they get that much ride fit into that small area that the black hole used to be but i do miss i do miss the dark you know uh, a ride like black hole a nice dark coaster on towers especially because it's another one that doesn't need height so it's perfect for that sort of for that sort of theme park yeah exactly and i just yeah. i remember the first couple of times we went on it it always used to have the spacemen and you know the astronauts and stuff all around you could look at the stars and stuff and then you could tell it was just sort of falling apart when like, yeah and they just they, didn't bother they, yeah they just got it. yeah they got rid of them all and i'm like Oh, right, okay. And occasionally you'd see like the odd light that was supposed to be the star, and you're like, oh, right, there's one bulb working then. Whee! As you're going around, like. Um, but we had so many fun photos from, from the Black Hole, me and you. Like, yeah. You just genuinely had such a ball on that ride. Such yeah. a good ride. I loved it. it. So completely gutted that's gone. Yeah. And just to sort of um, finish this seg- segment off. Um, it's not just rides that they they have a habit of getting rid of or replacing. Uh, it's actual whole themed lands. So <laughs> where Rita uh, is, and um, it used to be the Corkscrew. In fact, we haven't even talked about the Corkscrew. The most I iconic ride. to be said about <laughs> it. It's, yeah, it, it's so, so iconic that they took the actual Corkscrew loops and put them at the entrance of the park. Um, mm-hmm. But that was just, a, again, I mean, that was, I think was probably was the first roller coaster they had there I, I i don't know for for certain but at least the one that i remember when i first started going um but that whole land um at one point got themed to like cavemen um they, they renamed the ride yeah ugland they they renamed the ride energizer to the bone shaker because you know bones that's 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 all cavemen like they wear bones in their <laughs> hair on the flintstones so let's call it the bone shaker um kept the corkscrew but just sort of put made it look like um like the flintstones basically um and then a few years later they opened rita and i think while they didn't retheme the land they just got rid of ogland as a name so rita is the is the blast off ride it's it's one of these naught to 60 in three seconds or whatnot mm. um and then a few years later they built 13 which is like a decent family coaster with a, a little twist, like a, a, a drop bit and all sorts of stuff. Um, but that is very sort of dark themed. So they renamed the whole area, the Dark Forest. Um, and the funny thing is, they like Rita just doesn't fit in with that at all. Rita no, had this sort of, um, you know, this, this drag race um, 
sort of theme to it but they really tried hard to shoehorn the theme in and then they went let's pretend that you know a load of like hideous trees have taken over the land and everything so all they did was they just made it look dirty and put some vines yeah, pretty on it much. and changed and changed the uh the intro which was one of these you know like uh three two one go to like this whole you must escape like yeah. just no reason it's a very bizarre decision but yeah they just sort of it's almost like they were like right we need to rename this land uh cavemen yeah great okay what about now yeah okay let's call it the dark forest so that's something that on towers just aren't good at naming theming and keeping the themes of lands but, yeah yeah oh and and just the final swan song appropriately the swan boats one of the Aww. most iconic rides ever on towers which was just a little lake that you went around in a in a swan boat. You couldn't even control it yourself. It just took nope. you around a little track. They took that out and they put in Battle Galleons, which is probably the least used ride at the entire theme park because it's only ever got a queue when it's hot, which is like two days a year. So yeah. I'm sure that was a good decision. I remember queuing up for 45 minutes to get onto the swans. Wow. Because we thought something was going to happen. You and thought something doesn't... was going to happen. Yeah. It's not even like, it's not behind a fence. Nope. You can see not. that there's swans that just go around. What, like, yeah. what were you expecting? I have no idea, mate. I have no <laughs> idea at all. I just remember my auntie. Were you like eight? Yeah. I went, okay, this, this was the time I went with my auntie. And it was, the haunted house was the actual haunted house, not Jewel. Oh, before they put shooty guns in it. Before they put shooty guns in. Yeah. And I just remember going on that. And getting the photo, and my cousin was like having his head in his hands, and up, and he was too terrified to look. My auntie just looked scared, and I was just laughing on the photo. <laughs> and after it, my auntie was like, "Oh, I think we need to go on the swans because there's a big surprise on the swans." And I was like, "Oh, okay, is there?" And she that was, like, was just her yeah, way of convincing yeah, you to go on it to then. like calm down. And then she was like, "Yeah, look, something's going to happen." And I was like, "All right, let's go on it." So we queued okay. up for. It felt like the rest of the day, but it was about forty-five minutes. And we got on it, and she was like, "Wasn't that great?" And I was like, "No, because I want to go on more stuff like that's good." But hey ho, oh, well. at least I got to go on it before they got rid. Yeah, that, that was oh, there yeah, for absolutely. ages. So from nineteen eighty seven till two thousand and three. Right. Well, that's it for another week. I want to go to Alton Towers now, but I want to go to Alton Towers twenty years ago. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> I'd like that. Absolutely. All right, but thank you for joining us again. We will be Hi. back same time next week, every Monday, um, for another episode of Coasting. And if you'd like to give us a follow and a like and a subscribe, uh, we are everywhere, all the socials, uh, as Nerd OD. N E R D O D. We are indeed, and we hope you have some suggestions. Throw them our way, and we'll happily talk about them yep. on the next podcast. Anything too. you want us to look at, anything you want to talk about, um, absolutely, let us know. As always, it's been a pleasure, never a chore. Absolutely. And we'll see you next week. Toodles. Bye.